Hey everyone, welcome back to another week of With Love Alexa. This is episode 25. Crazy. Um, I'm going to be talking with Jesse Ace, who is the podcast host and blogger of Disabled to Enabled. She's also an illustrator and an all around invisible illness warrior, and I'm excited to talk to her and share our journeys together. Hi, Jesse. Hi. How are How you? How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm so excited to like talk to you. We um this is my first time uh like talking with anyone really um podcast wise from another country, so that's pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you're like one of the first. <laughs> <laughs> I am honored, thank you. Well I'm glad. I'm honored to have you. Um, do you wanna maybe start by telling us a little bit about like you and your background and anything yeah, about your podcast or blog whatever you want <laughs> yeah sure um so after everything kind of happened about six years ago um in recently i've uh kind of started working with ms related charities and magazines and i write articles for them and blogs for them as well um and i've started my podcast about seven months ago i think on world ms day and if you met me like even six months ago, you would have been like, you're starting a what? <laughs> like, <laughs> I am the most, I was the most unconfident, quietest person. So yeah, I've had to get through a lot to get where I am today, to be honest. But it's all good. We, we're inspiring people and helping people. And that is worth its weight in gold to me. That is amazing. So I couldn't agree with you more. Say, I actually, mine started in September. So a little less than really? that, but yeah, I just started too, and I was terrified. I, because I sometimes hate, I always hate hearing my voice, so I'm like, and <laughs> yeah, now you that's have to all get over I'm that doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I did a little research, like on your story, but the listeners um, don't really know it. If you'd want to maybe talk about your diagnosis with MS and how you maybe some of your symptoms and things like that. Yeah, sure. So it all kind of happened about six years ago. Um, and to kind of set the scene a little bit for you, I was 22 years old. I was um, at university. I'd moved from away from my mum and dad, um, like an hour and a half away. And I was, I was like, you know, had these massive, massive dreams for the future. And basically, it all had kind of happened on the last day, typically. Um, so yeah, um, so I'd basically been studying for three years to um, do this degree called a design, uh, design crafts degree. And I'd basically set up a, a business as well in my second year, completely unrelated to my degree, but I wanted to set up a kind of job for when I left. So I set up an illustration business. because so I really wanted to go into illustration and I had this crazy idea that my illustrations would be in everybody's house. They'd be on like plates and tablecloths and stuff and, cool. and all of that sort of thing. And I was literally gonna take over the world with my illustrations. And um, so I worked incredibly hard in that third year. And I think that was probably the reason that everything was kind of triggered in my head. Um, and the MS was kind of started and it just kicked in and it, it was the weirdest sensation ever. So basically it all happened on the last day, typically the last day I woke up and I had no feeling down the side, the, down the left side of my body. Mm. And I was like, what the heck is this? This is crazy. So, um, and it was really hard to explain as well because I could, 
I could feel it, but I also couldn't feel it at the same yeah. time. <laughs> I mean, like if anybody else has MS and you, you've you've experienced this, you'll kind of know what I'm talking about. But it's it's the weirdest sensation ever, and oh god, yeah, I I had no idea what was going on. I had no real symptoms leading up to that or anything. It just came completely out of the blue. Um, so that meant that on the last day. I woke up and my left hand was not working at all. It was like someone's just switched the switch off. Super, super weird. But me being me, I was like, oh, it'd be fine. I'll get through it. It would just be like a pinched nerve or something. I put it down to exhaustion because I'd been working so hard. And I was like, I'm, pro I'm probably just like overly stressed and it will be fine. It'll be fine. And uh, seven days later, <laughs> it was not fine. It was still the same. So my boyfriend at the time was like, look, you really need to go and get this checked out. You need to go to a GP. So he begrudgingly got me there. Um, I, I begrudgingly went, shall I say. And <laughs> the, doctor, the doctor gave me an unexpected diagnosis, to say the least. So she got this, uh, this paper clip out and this cotton wool out and she started like touching parts of my my leg and my arm and she was like now is this can you feel like uh, this is sharp or a soft feeling and i was like okay and i was as confused as she was because i was like look i can tell if it's a soft or sharp feeling i can feel it but i can't feel it and she's like i don't know what you mean and i was like well i don't know how to explain it to you <laughs> i can feel it but i can't feel it was anyway, it almost she, like there was like pressure, but like you didn't actually feel like if it was sharp? Is that kind of? Yeah. 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 It was like the it was like the top level had stopped working, but I could still feel the pressure underneath. Like you felt something was touching you, but you couldn't actually feel what it was. Yeah. It was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> I've never felt anything like it, I'll be honest. But she basically put it down to something called a hemiplegic migraine. And I'd never had a migraine before. I didn't, I didn't even know what that really was, what that really meant. Um, and basically, a hemiplegic migraine is when you have an area of uh, an area of weakness in the body, basically that will last for like a few weeks, and then it will come back. So we kind of just passed it off, and she was like, "Yeah, it's probably just this. It'll be fine." So I was like, oh, "Okay, fine, whatever." So I walked home, and I was like, really, really proud because I was like, "Told you it was nothing. It's fine. Told you I'm okay." And then. Just as I'd gotten home, she actually rang me back and she said, look, I've just been talking to my colleague and my colleague said that I should probably have sent you to A&E because actually you could have had a stroke. Um, yeah, sorry about that. Like You need to go to A&E kind of thing. And I was like, oh my God, seriously? What? <laughs> I was 22 years old and I've, I've just been told I could have potentially had a stroke. It was crazy. So yeah, I went to A&E. And they did every test under the sun in, in that place. Like, I'd only ever seen stuff like that on Grey's Anatomy and Casualty and all those hospital <laughs> dramas. Yeah. So I, did, I had no idea what was going on. Um, people were, like, fussing over me, taking my blood every five minutes, giving me, like, ECG exams in the middle of this waiting room. And I was like, oh, I just want to go home. I don't want... I don't know what this is. I'm so frustrated and lost and <laughs> just depressed <laughs> i don't get it um so yeah so oh it, it was an awful time it really was and basically they admitted me onto the stroke ward and i was in and out within three days and the last day the neurologist came over and he sat on the end of my bed pulled the curtain around and he said jesse look i'm really sorry to tell you this but you've got something called multiple sclerosis and i was like oh okay 
And he was like, do you know what that is? And I was like, no, I haven't got a clue. <laughs> I haven't got a clue what that is. What is that? Um, and, he, and then he said the most pivotal words, I think, of my whole story. And, and he said to me, you'll, you'll learn more about it if you go home, Google it, find out for yourself, learn about it in your own time when you feel like you can. And I was just like, okay, fine. And I didn't realize that that was actually a really bad piece of advice that he just gave me because as soon yeah. as I went online, what did I see? I saw negative story after negative story after negative story. And I was so scared. I was so scared. It was ridiculous. And there was no help and support or anything. So, yeah, it became my kind of, it became my mission to change that narrative when someone was first diagnosed. I think that's how it all, how it all first kind of started, I think. Yeah, that... Yeah, it's a crazy story, and you you were like pretty much what diagnosed within a couple of weeks. I was diagnosed within three days, really. But even from like um, when you first felt it, like before you even went to the doctor. Yeah, yeah, it would have been about a week then. That's crazy because a lot of times it could be a year before someone finds out. So. Yeah, totally. I mean, some I've spoken to people on my podcast and it's taken them like 10 years to get a diagnosis. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, how is this so different for other people? <laughs> I don't know. Like, Because I, um, so kind of like similar to you, actually, my story, I was in a car accident, though, and had a oh, traumatic no. brain injury, which caused me to now have, um, it's called central pain syndrome. So mm. it's um, like a neurological disorder from damage to the brain, brainstem, and spine. And I'm basically in, like, 24-7 pain. Like, I have this, like, burning oh, sensation gosh. all throughout my body. So I got, I get kind of, like, where you're, where you were, like, the pins and needles almost. Mm. Is that kind of, like, yeah. what you were feeling almost? Like, the pins and, it was, like, something yeah. fell asleep. Yeah, I mean, I have pins and needles all over my body all times of the day. Yeah, me too. 24-7. It drives me nuts. <laughs> I know, and then I hate being touched sometimes. Like, the my skin is oh, so yeah. sensitive. So, like, the it's shower so... goosebumps are the worst. Mm. Do you but, find that weather affects you as yes. well? Yeah, me too. And it's, it's well, weird. not funny, but a lot of times um, people, like, a lot of stroke patients or, like, traumatic brain injury and even like people that have MS, epilepsy, anything that affects like that, that area can get central pain. So like if you're ever in mm. constant pain 24-7, it could be part of that too. Gosh. It's crazy. It but, is, isn't it? It's amazing yeah. how all these invisible illnesses kind of all overlap each other as well and you get similar symptoms. Yeah, mine... It's crazy. Be, I took that, mine got like a whole year to be diagnosed because... Like, I did every test under the sun, went mm. to all these doctors, but for central pain, you don't always see it anywhere. So, no. like, everything came back clear. So, I've had doctors tell me, basically, that it was in my head, and so, that's, Gosh. yeah, so, like, you got, like, you were lucky in the sense that you were able to find out right away. Yeah, totally. And it seemed, did you, it seems like you've had a lot of support, which is good. Um, support from who exactly well I mean like well the doctor but then not even that like I don't know have you did you get support after um I got support about four or five months after so it was within that like four to five months that I just went completely downhill yeah. and everything that I read online kind of 
almost got a kind of ingrained in my brain and I actually started to feel more symptoms and I think what those symptoms were actually weren't actually what's happening that that came out so wrong <laughs> no I get what you're saying though like oh, like the stress of I mean? it might have kind of like yeah brought similar symptoms that maybe weren't actually from the MS but from worrying about it yeah exactly yeah stress is a bad That's thing exactly. for you for anybody it is yeah I've definitely found that <laughs> Yeah, I've definitely found that. But the worst thing was that after everything kind of happened with my left side, a few months afterwards, my right hand also did the same thing. So I then had two hands that were not working at all. I couldn't hold a pencil. So my illustration business that I've built up just suddenly crumbled before I could even get it started, you know, because like... Yeah, you need your hands. The, um, yeah, totally. And the... the, the, the um, contracts and things that I'd been I'd managed to secure while I was at university all depended on me leaving. Like all I had to do was leave, and then I could start. <laughs> <laughs> so like I had, for example, a children's book deal that was ready. I had an agent that wanted to represent my work, and I had work in boutique shops everywhere. And then obviously, like I suddenly had two hands that couldn't work, and I couldn't do anything. So I couldn't meet deadlines or anything like that. So I had to, you know, cancel them, which was just awful. Yeah. So I just felt like I'd lost everything before I'd even started. It's crazy. Yeah, and you were like, you were, you're were young. Like I was also 21, 22 when it happened. And really? it's like, yeah, I literally graduated college two months before. Wow. And I couldn't work for a few years and like now I'm part-time, but there's a lot I can't do just because of the pain and everything. And it's hard. It's like, you're supposed to have this whole life before your eyes like that mm. you're you have all this potential and things and then all of a sudden it's just like gone yeah but it's just it, it's crazy when when you get given this kind of i almost felt like i was given a clock like it was like a countdown of mortality if you know what i mean yeah. so it's like this is how long you had left i felt like i was actually presented with that and it's the first time i'd ever even contemplated it it was really strange yeah I don't know if you felt the same. <laughs> I don't <laughs> or know. Was it about... just me being weird? <laughs> no, no, I, I totally get what you're saying. I don't know if yeah. I felt that as much. It was more like I grieved like my old self, mm. like who I wanted to yeah. be or who I thought I wanted to be. I kind of like went through the grieving process because like people my age were getting jobs and getting mm. and moving into their own places and just doing all this stuff that I wanted to do but couldn't. Yeah, I totally get that. So when when did you decide, did you kind of like decide like flip a switch almost and like decide you were going to now be a voice for other people? Because you were saying how like being an advocate or... Mm. Yeah, it actually took a really long time to, to even get to that stage for myself because I would say it probably took about four years to actually finally accept the diagnosis. Yeah. Um, and at the time, I was working as a graphic designer in fashion, um, which was great because nobody knew that I didn't have either of my hands that were working, <laughs> which is fine by me. Um, and it wasn't really until I'd started the business with my partner, who is now my husband. Um, we started a wedding business and we were basically giving brides-to-be 
help and support with their wedding planning, essentially. Because we were engaged ourselves, we were planning our own wedding, so it just kind of, it felt right to help others go through that same process, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So it wasn't really until we did that and we started doing live videos and I started to actually publicly talk about MS that I really started to accept that and I realized that actually there was a lot of people out there that needed help and support. You know, we were getting questions from brides like, how can I decorate my wheelchair to blend in with my wedding? Or um, how can I disguise my oxygen tank into my dress? And it's just things that I'd never even thought about. And I was like, oh my goodness, I've, I've really got something that I can use to help people here. This is insane. And that was when the, the switch sort of um, flipped for me, I think, was that realization that actually I could be the one helping people and I can be the one changing the narrative and you know, changing the things that I didn't quite feel right when I was diagnosed. So yeah, I think that was kind of it really. And you, um, I love the t- the name, Disabled to Enabled. I think that's oh, thank you. <laughs> such a great name because it's so true, like trying to get through and to become able to do things again. Yeah, and it really, that really kind of all came about when, um, after my diagnosis, I was taken into my uh, MS nurse's office. Oh, my speech is terrible today. No, um, you're good. And she basically handed me all of these like leaflets and brochures and things. And she said, look, you're now classed as disabled. You can go and claim disability. You can go and, you know, this is how you tell your boss that you're disabled and blah, 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 and all of this sort of stuff. And I was like, hang on a second. I don't feel disabled. I don't feel anything any different to what I was the day before. Like, yeah, like my hands aren't working and the left side's still a bit weird. But I don't feel like I'm any different of a person. And I don't know whether that was because I'd actually always had these symptoms and I'd never realized that other people don't have them or what really, but I was not happy with that term disabled. And the more I really went on a kind of self-development journey when I actually realized how negative the term disabled actually is. Mm -hmm. So if you look it up in the dictionary, it literally means lack of ability. And it's just, it's crazy. I mean, I'm, I kind of thought, you know, I don't lack ability. I'm just creatively abled, you know, and I, I kind like of wanted that, to yeah. invent a term for that. Yeah, I um, I agree because it's like we don't want to be labeled by what what we have going on, like our disorder or illness. No. And by calling someone yeah. disabled, that is like what you're doing. That's basically you're saying that this is what you are. And exactly my central pain or is just a part of me it makes me a little bit of who i am but it's not who i am yeah exactly it doesn't it doesn't define you yeah that's it Mm. one thing it's interesting oh sorry you go (laughs) it's fine (laughs) oh so one thing i always like i get this question sometimes and i wanted to ask you is like knowing what you know now going through everything you did and like what you're doing like with your podcast your blog would you change the situation if you were able to like if you were able to go back in time and not have ms um no i wouldn't and i know that sounds really really weird but i no, think it's my it's answer genuinely... too yeah yeah you would think it would be a yes but it's not because i've done mm. so much 
and learn so much that I might not have. Yeah, and not only that, but I I feel like my eyes have been opened to so many different new things now. You know, there's things out there that I'd never even considered before and I had no idea about. I mean, I'm so... I'm actually really grateful that I've been diagnosed with this thing because it's allowed me to meet the most amazing people, to be a part of a community of really incredible people. And, you know, getting to, to talk to them on my podcasts and things and share their stories and learn about what they've gone through and, you know, what treatments they're on and all of this sort of stuff. I wouldn't have had any idea about that before. It's crazy. It's amazing how little people know, but it, it's, it's also a difficult one because obviously most... Um, because everything's kind of an invisible illness. Mm-hmm. So unless people are actively talking about it, we wouldn't have known about it anyway. Right. Which is really interesting. Yeah, it's, it is. It's so crazy. And it's like, I always would think that my answer would be yes, that I would want to change everything. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, I don't. No, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, but it's so true. And I think... There's so many people that have asked me that question who haven't got anything kind of wrong with them and they're perfectly able and healthy. And they kind of go, but but you're in pain all the time and you've got weakness all the time and you know, you've um you've got brain fog all the time and your words <laughs> slur and, and everything else. And like, wouldn't you just be better if someone could just take all that away? And I say no. No, because I am literally grateful for everything because it reminds me of the condition that I have. And it actually reminds me as well that I need to um, live in the present every day and just be grateful mm-hmm. for you know, what I can do and what I have. It just means everything. Yeah, I, it's so, sometimes you can't even like put it in a word, just the whole everything of, I can't talk today either, it's okay. <laughs> I'm like trying to like think. We'll just not talk together. It's fine. Uh, sounds it's good. It's been a long day. Yes. Yeah, it's already like what nighttime for you guys. Yeah, it's like twenty past eight, and I've done like three interviews today. Oh. So I'm like, ugh. <laughs> Words well, are just gone. <laughs> we're actually, I think, gonna finish up in the next minute, but kind of the end. Um, what else would you maybe tell my listeners, either about you or about MS? or just anything? I'd say that um, when you're diagnosed with a chronic illness, it is, I believe you can monitor it a lot by how you think about it. I think mindset is one of the most important things that you can really improve upon once you've got a diagnosis. I mean, like I can remember when I was first diagnosed, I was I was so depressed and I, I was just seeing it kind of for what it was and I was kind of taking it at face value, you know, so I was kind of, um, I was really struggling with all the symptoms and I was really struggling with the treatment as well. And I think the treatment that I was first put on was considerably worse than the symptoms, if I'm yeah. honest. <laughs> I, oh gosh, it was awful. Um, so I was put on an injectable treatment just to, you know, and I was I was really not very good at taking that. Um, and it was very, very difficult. But as soon as I changed my mindset about everything and I started to take notice about that kind of thing that was around me. So, you know, I started to watch videos from Tony Robbins and I read um, The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. And that was that was an absolute highlight that that changed my life. 
that one book really changed my life completely. So I would highly, highly recommend you go read The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. He is amazing. Um, so yeah, um, so you can go and read my blogs if you want to go and read my blogs. That's actually related to young people when they're diagnosed. And because I just felt like the people that were writing the blogs on these websites and things were, how do I say this in a nice way? Like, um, further along in their MS diagnosis and a little bit older than what I was. Yeah. So they were talking about issues that I didn't really relate to as such, you know? So I, I, when I write blogs, I write them about the amount of friends that I actually lost during my diagnosis because I didn't understand what was going on and neither did I. And I also spoke about what it was like um, getting married when knowing that you have MS and having people around you kind of going, oh, when are you going to start a family? When are you going to do this? Yep. When are you going to do that? And I'm kind of like, I don't know if I even can, you know? Like, how do you even approach that subject? I don't know. Yeah. So I wrote a blog on it, which has gone down tremendously. And it got so many comments on it from people going I'm so glad that someone has finally spoke about this and things like that um, so if you go to my main website which is www.jessieace.com you can go and find all of my blogs on there um, you can also check out my podcast which is the Disabled to Enabled podcast um, where I've interviewed people like CEOs and Paralympians and radio DJs and loads of random different people um but it's not ms focused it's it's focused on Ill invisible illness in general so it's the challenges that we all kind of face throughout um our journeys of diagnosis and then the, the things that we've managed to achieve after our diagnosis which is completely inspiring and some of the things that i've been told is just phenomenal <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on today. And I will also um, put all your information in like the description below so anyone can check you out also. Oh, amazing. Thank you. All right. This has been another week of With Love Alexa.